This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. All righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Contino, here with Chris Morris and Dom Fierro. It is playoff time. Playoffs! Oh, we talking playoffs. <laughs> not, not me this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Second year. I am the only member on this podcast of my team in the playoffs. I am jacked up for some Eagles football and for just all football this weekend. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a doozy. Wild hard my- weekend, baby. Yeah. Love that my team's the last game, so, like, you can watch all the other games without, like – because if your team loses, like, on a Saturday, then, like, Sunday's like, ah, oh, fuck this. You know? Can Can the NFL just name that 4.30 Saturday game after the Texans? Yeah, seriously? I've... Oh, man. Just AFC South game. That, that... And it's always the Texans, yeah. At least, at least it's not a Connor Cook versus Tom Savage game. Oh, true. It's a little bit better than that. I think all the games are actually pretty good. A lot of intriguing, I mean – pretty much stars across the board on a lot of teams you can find. I think the games will be good. Yeah, absolutely. I have I actually have a bold prediction that I'll get into later as we do our predictions for uh, the playoffs later on in this podcast, and uh, I think you guys would appreciate it. But anyway, let's jump into that. Uh, that's those Saturday and Sunday games this weekend, wild card weekends, a doozy. Let's start off with some quarterbacks. More so you're looking at this week as your uh, your top two quarterbacks. Well, I like the guy going up against that Houston defense, Andrew Luck. Uh, I mean, Luck's been terrific the second half of the season. Um, and he diced Houston up pretty good last time in Houston. Uh, the Colts, I mean, they built that team around the D-line or around the O-line now. Uh, they drafted really well, and they can actually protect him now. Um, and Houston's defense, their pass defense has been – I mean, their D-line is special with Watt and Clowney in their front seven, but their pass defense has been extremely suspect, especially late in the season against good quarterbacks. I witnessed it firsthand watching Foles pretty much do whatever he wanted against their pass, against their secondary. Um, and Luck did kind of the same when they played him pretty late in the season as well. Um, so I think he's going to have a big game there. And I think the I kind of like the Colts to win that game too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Andrew Luck – Comeback year, you know. What a year he's had. Uh, I don't know so much. You know, that Texas defense is pretty good. And I know Andrew got all the targets with him, but I don't know if he has what he can, you know, what it has to win a playoff game against the Texas de- Texans defense that, you know, they play really well that Saturday game like we were just talking about. You know, they're uh, – you know, should be named the Texans Bowl, you know, every year. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know if, you know – Coming into the year, you know, you were always skeptical of Andrew Luck. Now, you know, going into now the 18th game of the season, does he still have it? Is he going to start to break down? You know, wait and see. I do like the pick, though, but he's a little high for my taste. Uh, yeah. that's. I mean, he's the second highest priced. There's definitely guys you can get below. I just, I don't know. I can't trust, like, Lamar. I mean, Wilson, I guess, too. I mean, I'm sure you guys, you guys like him. Yeah, that was actually going to be my pick is Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, somebody who has experience. That's what. That's the other thing that Andrew Luck does have going for him is he does have experience in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson at 5,700, though, I think that's a lock. Uh, the, the Dallas D, you never know what you're going to get. 
especially in the playoffs, they love to collapse in the playoffs. Uh, you know, not, they do. And not really. Oh, they do. Yeah, and then they don't like to play well. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype around this Dallas team, you know, thinking that they're going to go maybe make a run to the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, I think, you know, he's almost one of those guys who they talk about it like the old Lakers teams or the Yankees or now the Warriors kind of almost where the season really doesn't start for them <laughs> until the playoffs, right, those teams. That's kind of how right, yeah. that's kind of how Russell Wilson is. He always would save his best performances for the playoffs. So at fifty seven hundred, I think he's a steal. And if you look at kind of what he's done all year, you know, being that Seattle wasn't crazy good this year, uh, he's only he only had three games that weren't double digits, and all those double digit games were more than fifteen points. So and against Dallas, you know, that was week two. Say what you want, you know, early in the season, but he played really well against them. So. And I, I feel like that's the pick, or you know, you'll like this more. It's Nick Foles at fifty four hundred. Of course, hot, Foles he was on my radar as well. Ride the hot hand into the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, fifty four hundred is a yeah. I mean, that's about fair for what Foles should be. I'm telling you, um, but oh, the Bears defense has made every quarterback just look stupid, blind, especially in Chicago. It's not going to be crazy cold in this game, which is good. It's going to be like forty degrees. That's very helpful for us. If it was like ten or fifteen, I think we'd have no chance. But you see, this is where the uh, that Bears D kind of falls apart. Is if you run the ball, right? Yeah. No, I hear you. We can. We're gonna have to try to run it. Well, not sure, because we're not just gonna yeah, be able to but, throw it. But you got Darren Sproles now back. I know. Yeah, I like him that's, too this week. That's when a we huge, get the running backs. I like Sproles. A huge play. I mean, it's a big play for Sproles. No, I mean for Foles too. You're right. Yeah, I mean those short screen passes are going to you know, pay off. It's almost going to be like they are with Tyree Cohen and the Bears are. You know, that's what the Eagles are going to have to be this week to beat the Bears, and I think they can do it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, it's Andrew Luck. If I can fit, if I can find a way. To save sixty four hundred dollars and get Andrew Luck in my lineup, I'm doing it. I mean, combined sixty seven points against the Texans already this year. I mean, come on, at sixty four exactly, yeah. That's dice them up. I know the playoffs are a different. It's a different fight. It's a different dog. But I don't know, man. Andrew Luck's been killing it this year. Forty close to forty touchdowns, only fifteen interceptions on the year. Even if they lose this game, right? He's going to be throwing a ton. It's the, the game is going to be on his shoulders, and he's going to try to carry the Colts as much as he can. And like you were saying earlier, Morris, that offensive line has been amazing this year. Yeah. So I, I really like him. If I can figure out how to get him in my lineup, I will. If I can't, then I'm going to go all the way down to Russell Wilson. I think, I think Russell Wilson's also a guy that just loves the playoffs, loves the spotlight. He can run. He can – you know, he's going to be using his legs now. It's the playoffs. He, there's no – saving himself for the next, you know, the next game. It, it's it's the playoffs. Russell Wilson is going to do what he can to, to come out victorious. And I think he's going to throw a couple touchdown passes, maybe even run in for one. So Russell Wilson at 5,700, I think, is a steal for me. Absolutely. I think Russell's going to have a big game. Um, as you said, Dom, I think the Dallas – there's a lot of hype around this Dallas team. And they've kind of, if you look at it closely, they've even slipped a little bit in recent weeks. Their defense has too. The defense is still good, but like Van Der Esch has slowed down a little bit. Now he's a little nicked up. I don't think I think the Seahawks are gonna come ready to play there. And I mean Russell is when we're talking about big game playoff QBs, he's among the best of this decade for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, another thing to take into consideration this week is that four QBs out of the eight that have playoff experience. Yeah. You know, with Locke, Rivers, Rivers, Wilson, and Foles. Wilson and Foles, right, yeah. You know, and you can say what you want about Foles and, you know, last year, you know, that was the main part of his playoff experience. Foles has experience. No, he played even in uh, 2013 at a home game. He's played four playoff games. This will be his fifth one. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is last week. Yeah. Here was the bulk of his, you know, his playoff experience. You know, he's not one of those guys who's been it you know, over and over again. Luck, I believe, has been in the playoff. I know he made the AFC Championship run to the Flake. Yeah. But, you know, these guys have experience, and that's something you have to look into, you know, going into at least the first week of the playoffs. Uh, you know, Dak's only played in one game, yeah, and, you know, we were saying before, you know, he torched the Packers, that defense, that that game, even though the Packers have won it. But, you know, this you're not going to go up against <laughs> – Dak's not going up against the Packers' defense. He's going up against the – a pretty good, you know, Seattle defense. Even though they've lost their Legion of Boom, they still put it together this year and playing really well. So somehow, some way, they did. Yeah, yeah. They were. I mean, they were surprised. I don't think anybody really had them in the playoffs before the season. Yeah, I mean, Pete Carson, man, pound the rock. They got back to running the football. Yeah, I mean, no one's quite Marshawn, but they still run with that style again. Their O line's much better than it used to be. Yeah, Pete Carroll's got to be, you know. Yeah, Carroll's. Yeah, I mean, coach of the year. I mean, proven. He's. I've always. I mean, he's always been a good coach, and obviously, you know, things kind of ended ugly there for some players, but proves again he can still coach. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of Chris Carson Morris, who are you thinking about for running backs this week? Also, before uh, we get into I, that, actually, I want to ask you guys, what do you think about either paying up for a running back or paying up for a receiver this week? Which one would you rather pay up for this week? I think receiver. Okay. Uh, but, I think, but, yeah. I, I'd go running back. You go running back? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Who, who do you or, like most? Well, Melvin Gordon. Zeke, I mean, if you really want to pay up for Zeke, I think yeah. he's going to have a big game kind of too there. I don't think, I don't love Dak and the receivers in that game, but I think Zeke is coming off not playing last week. I think he's going to get good work. He's going to be fresh. But, I mean, obviously that's why he's priced at 9000 Um But then, you know, I like Carson too um, just because I think the Dallas defense is slipping a little bit and, you know, they, that's what they love to do there is pound the rock with them. Um, I also, you know, we talked about the, the uh, Sproles briefly earlier. Um, Sproles is our best running back right now, no doubt. Um, and I think I mean, Smallwood will probably get some touches. Adams will get some touches. But let's face it, we're not going to be, you know, all stuffing the ball through the middle on the Bears. Um, they're too good for that. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure how much the downfield passing game is going to be there. Um so I think there's going to be a lot of check downs to Sproles, some screens to Sproles. He's going to be heavily reliant um, for us to win. Um, so, yeah, I think target him at 4,100 as well. Yeah, I mean, Sproles, I think, and we just kind of dove into it. Sproles is definitely somebody you have to look at in this lineup. So not only just for his value of 4,100, but because of how well, if the Eagles are going to win this game, he's going to have to be involved you know, heavily. Um. Uh, you know, you want to pay up for Elliot. You can always pay up for him. He's going to be, you know, get get you your points every single week. Uh, but where kind of why I say you should pay up at running back is because of, you know, a Chris Carson, you know, at sixty eight hundred. 
the receivers, you know, you can get good middle of the pack receivers, you know, for you know, fifth five in the five thousands, maybe true, about, true. But you know, Chris Carson's good for a touchdown. We talked about him a lot this year. Yeah, he's good. We did him. talk about him a lot. He's yeah. been great. So, you know, in his last three games, he's had over twenty, you know, twenty, you know, twenty fantasy points. You know, twenty hundred over a hundred yards in the last three games, four touchdowns. Yeah, so he, I've got he scored yeah five touchdowns in the last four weeks, man. Yeah, so you got it. I mean, you have to pay up for him, especially yeah. in those goal line situations, those short yard situations. He's always going to be, you know, getting the ball. So at sixty eight hundred, that's definitely what you pay up for. So if you want to go, you know, a Carson at sixty eight, a Sproles at forty one, you know, I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I, I actually like that, Tom. I I think Carson is actually as high as I'm going to go, solely because paying nine thousand for Elliott, right? This is a different, you know, this is a different week. There's not thirty two teams playing. There's only eight. So at nine thousand dollars. He's going to have to get me, like, 30 points in order to be, you know, True, yeah. worth it. You know, worth it, I mean, yeah. do I think he can get that? I actually do. I think he can because he's just, yeah, he's at least going to get 20s for sure. Yeah, but like, like I'm saying, if he doesn't, if he gets under, let's say he gets 22, he, he he's wasting, you know, a few thousand dollars by doing, yeah. by doing so. Right. So, um, for me, I think Carson is as high as I'm going to go. Also, with Melvin Gordon, like, yeah, he's so he's super talented, but at seventy seven hundred, um, he's going to need to get in the end zone either once or twice. I'm not sure that's going to happen, um, but with Carson, I'm for sure. I know for a fact he's getting in the end zone this week. Yeah, so he's definitely the one I have to play. And then I don't want to go too low, but if I were going to go low, Gus Edwards. I mean, I was going to say him. I knew I knew you're going to like him, Tino. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I despise the Ravens, but Gus Edwards he gets that work. Going to get a bunch of touches yet again, and he's gonna he's gonna be a workhorse. Um, will Kenneth Dixon cut into some time? Absolutely, but I don't know. He's he's the guy that pairs well with Lamar Jackson. They're going to stick with their game plan from the start to the finish. They're they've you know proven that they have an identity. It's run first, pass second. And I think Gus Edwards is going to have 15, 16 touches uh, this week. And I think he's going to capitalize on him, especially at 4,200. He's, for me, he's, he's going to get between 12 and 16 points, which is definitely saving you money, and uh, he's worth his price. Yeah, he had a nice game against the Chargers last time too. Not, uh, not a ton of fantasy points, only 11-5. I mean, decent week for sure, but um, 14 carries for 92 yards. So, I mean, great yards for carry and not – I think in a playoff game at home, I think they're going to need him, you know, probably for around 20 touches. His touches haven't been too high, you know, in recent weeks. And, I mean, his yards per carry every week is exceptional. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a really good play. Yeah, I mean, if there's one team that is, takes full advantage of the wild card weekend, it's the Ravens. You know, having the Chargers come all the way to the East Coast to play a playoff game, you know, even though – they're considered, you know, record-wise, the better team. That's huge for the Ravens. You know, so any, you know, Gus Edwards, that's a great pick because he could, you know, you never know. You might catch them sleeping that day, the Chargers, because they have to travel and all that comes in with that. And, you know, being at home is huge for the Ravens. So, and they've been playing really well. Gus Edwards is having a hell of a year. Yeah, the I think, I do think the Dixon stuff scares me a little bit. 
but it's not going to scare me enough for, away from those goal line carries, which I think Edwards is superior at than than Dixon. He only has two touchdowns on the year, which is surprising, though. You know, for the yeah. amount of work that he's gotten the second half of the year. Dixon, yeah, I mean Dixon has cut into the work and played very well the last couple weeks. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like I mean, me like I don't want to go too low. I would actually rather spend like what Dom was saying, spend up at running back a little bit. I'd I'd like to spend money on Tariq Cohen. Uh, yeah, four. yeah, I was that's I was thinking about him too. I mean, he's he's going to get a lot of work. I'm so sure we can stop him. I think we're going to stop Jordan Howard. We're generally pretty good at stopping teams that you know, kind of run hard and run downhill. We've always done this, and, you know, Zeke kind of tr- torched us in the one game this year, but for the most part, we've done a decent job against teams that, pl- that kind of run the ball like that. But the Bears, you know, Nagy, they do a great job of using Cohen. I think he's going to be on the field a lot more than Howard in this game. Yeah, you can, and you can even say for Howard, too. I mean, he's had kind of a resurgence at the end of the year. He has, but I don't think we – I think we're going to snuff him out. I don't think they're going to be running the ball that well with him. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> that's just my take because I do the Eagles run defense when it matters. And right now it's, I mean, with Cox and Nato's kind of back surging in the middle, Jernigan's back. I mean, we're kind of just, no one can run the ball on us right now. Oh, well, we'll see. but Jordan Howard's definitely, I think somebody to take a look at too, but both of those guys, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of them. I think they're going to get you your points no matter what. So, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I think I think Carson is definitely definitely slotted in for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely Carson. Definitely. Between the next guys, I, I like Dom. You said I do like Jordan Howard as well. Um, he's been getting a lot of touches recently. Um, I guess the Bears just kind of figured out that he's good all of a sudden. Like we already knew that, but whatever. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's been he's been doing well. He's been capitalizing on his touches. He's nine touchdowns on the year. Like you said, Dom, a little resurgence. He's got four in the last three weeks. So maybe they'll be pounding the rock a little bit early and early and often. So 4,600 yeah. is not too bad. Yeah, Jordan Howard, I think, was kind of, you know, he was lost in that Maggie offense. And I think the same way, uh, you know, Matt Nagy didn't really know how to utilize him. And now it's kind of all come together and he's having this resurgence. You know, like you said, four touchdowns in the last three weeks. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's heavily involved on in, uh, the Sunday game. Not feeling Jordan Howard. <laughs> I think Cohen's going to have a big week. I think he's going to be featured a lot, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I know Howard has been good recently, but I just I can't see him having a big game in this one. Well, I I do, Morris. I do like that. Um, you know, teams. You know, fans of teams. And, you know, they're giving their insight on their team because they watch them more closely <laughs> and whatnot. No, I really do like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like That's you, what I'm you saying. Watch Eagles I'm more feeling. than we watch the Eagles, and you watch them more intently, and you have more heart into them, and you're, like, of studying course. them, you know. So I, if you if you really have that feeling, I like, I do trust you on that. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm just what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be unbiased, of course. Um, and that's why I, I do like Cohen. I just I don't really I think I don't, yeah I can't, can't really see Howard Howard having a big one. Yeah, I I do also think if the Eagles were to go up by any sort of margin, that it's Cohen's game hundred percent. Oh, all day, yeah. So uh, you know, and that's a very good possibility. You, you might not know what happens. Maybe a special teams blunder or something. You know, it, their defense isn't you know 
it's amazing. It's really good this year, but they're all human beings, so they make mistakes. yeah, right, right. Eagles capitalize on one mistake and on uh. field position from you know Mr. Bisky interception or something. Eagles score, they're up seven nothing or ten nothing. It's like, all right, now we have to use Cohen in the passing game more often than we have to run Jordan Howard. So true. Yeah, I guess. I guess it could go the other way. I mean, it's not impossible. The Bears got to an early lead if something happens with us on a turnover, and you know Howard gets a quick touchdown on like a two yard run. So I mean. He's been playing really well recently. I shouldn't knock Jordan Howard. He has been really good as a blade, and he's always been good. Um, you know, they just featured Cohen a lot more because Cohen really broke out into the star this year. Uh, but I think this is, is for the most part, going to be Cohen's game. I think right. what, well, just one last thing on the Bears, those two guys. Cohen's not going to get, you know, he's not going to run the ball. So I think if he's going to, you know, score you a lot of points, it's going to be through the air. Uh, so that's what kind of worries me, I think, the most, especially with Mitch being first playoff game, you know, going back to that. You never know what you're going to get out of that. So, like I said before, you probably can't go wrong with either of them. But I feel like Howard might be a better play just because he's getting more touches at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those – yeah, you know, like we're, like I was saying, Chris Carson definitely, and then it's really a toss-up between the two Bears backs and then maybe Sproles – and or one of the Ravens backs. I wouldn't really go anywhere else with the running backs. No, nah, agreed. All right, well, let's move on to the pass catchers this week. Um, Dom, who are you liking at the receiver position? I always like Alshon Jeffrey if Foles is on. Yeah, you because know, oh, again. I read my mind, Adam too. Yeah, you know, fifty nine hundred. This is why I said before, kind of pay up at running back at fifty nine hundred. That's a steal right there. Pick him up. Uh, another guy I like is Doug Baldwin. He's at sixty two hundred. He's had a great year. Uh, you know Russell. You know I believe he is number one over there in Seattle. So you know look for him to have a big game. Uh, those two guys are really the only two. I mean, unless you go for Hopkins or Hilton, you know those are the two guys I really like this week, especially at their value. Uh, another guy maybe Keenan Allen at sixty nine hundred. But like I said, I don't know how. Great, they're going to be going East Coast early game. So, but that's just my opinion on that for Keenan Allen. Yeah, I kind of like uh, the other guy, um, the Seattle receiving core, Tyler Lockett. I like Baldwin too. Um, but obviously, we talked about Wilson needing to have a big game and most likely having a big game. I think we all kind of like the Seahawks in this game from the, uh, from the talk. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Lockett, 10 touchdowns in the season. Hasn't been great as of late um, with Baldwin kind of emerging in December. Um, still had a touchdown last week, but back all the way back in week three against Dallas, it was a home game. 18.2 fantasy points, though, four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and like we thought, I mean, I think Wilson's going to be extending plays. Uh, I mean, Dallas's pass rush is probably going to be getting after it. And Lockett's usually the, the guy on those deep plays uh, on, on the Wilson scrambles. Um, and I could definitely see one or two of those happening. Well, see, this is that you just said it for me for Tyler Lockett is deep plays. That's what he's used for. And yeah. You can get those deep plays. If Seattle can't get it, he's not going to be a factor at all. Uh, so that's the one thing that kind of worries about him, you know, worries me about him. You know, I think you might be better off definitely going with, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Doug Baldwin. Even like a Taylor Gabriel or Allen Robinson, those guys might even have been- Gabriel. Yeah, I like oh. Gabriel a lot. 
uh, you know, Gabriel's at 4,500. Uh, you know, he's kind of had an up and down season, you know, kind of started out hot, cooled off, then hit his, you know, you know kind of got back into it and cooled off. But, you know, I think there's more value other places than depending on uh, Tyler Lockett. And, and, you know, we could be completely wrong about this Dallas defense is they actually show up maybe. And yeah. No, no, completely shut them down. Uh, but deep ball threats, what scares me. But what you also said to Morris with, you know, Wilson's probably going to get out of the pocket a lot. So that can play right into his hands. Uh, you know, he's kind of a toss up to me for me. I probably lean more towards no, but yeah, I don't know if you can ever really go wrong with a guy who proves that he can catch at least one deep ball a game. Yeah, it seems like it does happen at least every game. And, you know, 10 touchdowns is impressive. And But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like Gabriel, too. Um, only two touchdowns on the air for him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. I, I don't really like Robinson as much in this game. It seems like he's kind of been fizzled out in the offense. Uh, but I kind of think the – and again, Eagles analysis on the defense. I think the short, quick guys and little screens and short plays because we play the softest zone in the league. Uh, they're they have big games against us. Uh, I mean, DeAndre freaking Carter, who was on our team this year, was an ex teacher. Our buddy Brad Hampton pointed him out. Um, he was balling again uh, for the Texans against us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those kind of players do tend to hurt the Eagles. And I, I like Gabriel at his price this week for sure, too, at 4500 Does it make you feel any better that Gabriel's two touchdowns on the year were both red zone short yardage touchdowns? Yeah, <laughs> in, in the same game. In the same game. Touchdowns in one game, but that was it for the year. Both short yardage. I believe both were, you know, little shuffle passes. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing with the Eagles is, like, we don't give up. We don't really give up that many points, and I feel like that might happen again, but we give up yards, and I think Gabriel's going to be probably eating up the middle of the field at points of this game. Oof, I, I don't I don't love Taylor Gabriel this week. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but I, I think it's just because of his, you know, his lack of targets over the last three weeks. Um, you know, he had a couple – he had a nice spurt in the middle of the season, but like, Dom, you were saying he hasn't scored since week four. <laughs> Those results, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it scares me a little bit going into a playoff game. That's um, true. <laughs> when you look at it that way, that's very true. Yeah, I do really like Tyler Lockett though. Um, I think I might have to squeeze him into my lineup. Um, I like him a little bit more than Doug Baldwin, although I do think Doug Baldwin is resurging as the number one. Um, but I, but I think Tyler Lockett is more explosive and a little bit cheaper. So if you go the little cheaper route, you can obviously slot in DeAndre Hopkins, who I think is going to be an absolute beast this weekend. Um, there's no way he's not in my lineup this week. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way I, I know. Yeah. yeah, he has to be. There's just no way I can't slot him in. He's insane. He's the best receiver in football. Yep, that's I agree. Um, and then the guy I actually had that's in the four thousands is Dontrell Inman. Oh yeah, he's coming on as a blade. Coming on hot. Has had some nice weeks recently. 11 targets in the last two weeks. He scored in the last two weeks. He's that number two mm-hmm. option there for uh, Andrew Luck. And uh, if if uh, T.Y. Hilton's getting shadowed, I mean, Inman's capable of scoring. He's capable of catching passes over the middle. I mean, he didn't have a job earlier in the year, but he's looking good right now. So uh, he can be uh, 
He can be lottery ticket this week. Yeah. I think uh, the Colts offense, man, their passing offense looks great. I mean, it looks like it's back. Um, I mean, we we love luck, and I, I kind of like Hilton in this game too. He's a little more highly priced. What's he priced at? Ty? Yeah, he's the, he's at seventy eight. He's the you know second highest. So, but yeah, I mean, Inman on the cheap is I think that could be a very sneaky play. Yeah, the only two I think you're anywhere from eighty seven thousand to forty three thousand. Besides, or good picks. Besides, I think Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen. You know, Keenan Allen for me is a tall. Amari Cooper, I would stay away from just absolutely hundred percent. Really, why are you staying away from Amari Cooper so much? Oh, you hate Cooper. Way too inconsistent. He has been inconsistent. I talk about the numbers all the time. He's had in his last three games thirty-one yards against the Giants. Say what you want. You know, week seventeen. You know, who really cares? 20 yards against the Bucks in a game that was a must-win for to win the division to clinch it right there, and 32 yards the week before. No touchdowns in any of those games. Then yeah. he got a Philly, has a huge game, right? He has 19 yards against the Saints the week before that. It goes to, you know, they play the Redskins. He has that big game on Thanksgiving. And then after that, you know, it's kind of slowed down. So... You know, he's got 36 yards. Or, no, he didn't have 19 yards against the Saints. I'm sorry. He had 76 yards. But still, uh, you know, slows, you know, not big game against the Falcons. He's been way too inconsistent for me to even think about spotting it in a playoff game. Oh, no. I mean, I just wanted to hear your your like, take on it. Um, but now that I'm looking at it, he's actually due for a big game. It was three three okay games, three really good games then back to three okay to lesser than average games. So by uh, by those numbers, he's due for his first big game coming up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just think the inconsistency paired with a decent, you know, Seattle defense to uh, Dak Prescott, who could be really either really good in this game or really, really bad. is just way too – there's just way too many cons to out, outweigh the pros in this game for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Especially at seventy five hundred, that's the you know right there. It's kind of like no way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he can get twenty one fantasy points this week um, against the Seahawks. I, like, like I think he could have a decent day, maybe sixty yards and a score, but I don't think he he can do much better than that this uh, this week. No touchdowns in the last three weeks. I mean, and just four catches, four catches, five. I mean, yeah, the production. It was there for a few games in a row. Obviously, the massive game against us, the Eagles, and a couple other big games, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, their passing offense, just it's just not consistent enough. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm actually watching the replay of the game right now on NFL Network. Eagles-Cowboys week 14. Worst officiated game of all time, but let's continue. All right. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on to, uh, to tight ends. Um, for me – there's really – I know Blake Jarwin had, like, a decent, decently good week last week, actually really good. But there's no one else I could play other than Zach Ertz or Eric Ebron. I'm not sure about you guys. Yeah, Ebron, I think, is a lock. 5,200 isn't terrible either. So you can probably squeeze him in. Um, Houston's not good against the tight ends. And, yeah, I mean, Ebron, 14 touchdowns on the season is pretty – 
ridiculous. Um, had a touchdown against Houston last time uh, in Houston as well. Um, and a touchdown against him the first time too. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think, a lock every week. Yeah, those are pretty much, you know, those are two guys that I think you have to go with, especially if you're going cheap one place and, you know, a little more expensive running back, you know, kind of cheaper wide receiver. You might as well put in a tight end who's going to act like another wide receiver, you know, spend the, spend the money. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think this is the time or place to get fancy at tight end. Like, I, I know there's going to be a lot of ownership on Ebron and Ertz, but it's it's just a smart play, you know. I mean, maybe Blake Jarwin could have another breakout day, but probably not. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably not. That was Jarwin was a fluke, I think. I liked him the one week, and he didn't do a whole lot that week. And Obviously, last week was huge, but I don't think I really like him going forward. Yeah, no. Like I'm saying, you know, like, oh, he had a breakout week last week, but, like, He'll never do that again. No, the Giants were like the worst team in football this year, covering tight ends. Ertz destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, if you if you really want to take a, a just a massive flyer on somebody, uh, twenty five hundred Nick Finette is going to be the number one tight end, you know, for the Seattle this week, and uh, he's been kind of getting in there. He's had a few catches the last couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, he has been getting so, there. I mean. <laughs> If you really want to go in there and say, you know, hey, let me take just spend twenty five hundred on him and spend up at other positions, that's the only guy I think I would go lower than Ebron or Ertz for. That is such a scrape going with Nick Vanette, but I love it. That's yeah, that's an absolute <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. That might be the biggest one of the year. Um, that's in the but, next. But, Nick that at this week. But Dom, I actually, I, I mean, if you do that right, then you can absolutely have both Hopkins and Zeke in your lineup, or like Hopkins and Ty Hilton, you know, or you know, either way you want to go with those guys. Mm-hmm. If you do that, so I mean, if he gets in the end zone and has like three catches, that's <laughs> it's yeah. a decent day for him, I guess, and it's probably it's somewhat worth it but i don't know man well yeah i mean if you want to take the, just the massive flyer on him then you can do that um he had a touchdown two weeks ago against the chiefs and it, the seattle's passing is more towards lockett and baldwin but if you really wanted to kind of go cheap and spend up somewhere else because you don't trust any tight ends ever you know that's the guy <laughs> yeah like I'm- yeah definitely like I'm, I'm definitely staying away from Antonio Gates, Jordan Thomas, um, Trey Burton. Like he just hasn't been himself recently. Um, I, I just can't do it. To me, it's either Ertz or Ebron, whichever fits your lineup, really. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, right. definitely. Let's uh, let's move on to defense for this wild card weekend. Um, woof. Oh, defense. There's some intriguing picks, actually. They're all cheap, too. Yeah, so for me, I'm going all the way down to the Eagles. Same. I was was thinking that, too. Our defense has been opportunistic recently with forcing turnovers. About time. Yeah, I'll go Eagles or Seahawks. Yeah, I was going to say Seahawks, too. Um, I could see the Chargers, maybe. Their defense has been good this year. It wasn't very good the last time they played the Ravens, but 
playing them a second time, I don't know. I think they're, I think they've, they've got some players on that D that I could see making making a difference. Yeah, Bosa and Derwin James and yeah, James Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, I mean they've got some guys. Yeah, um, like I don't want to go all the way to the Ravens or the Bears. Um, just I just don't want to spend that money in the in this week. For me, it's for me is Eagles. So yeah, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky in his first playoff game. I just don't trust him. I love Mitch Trubisky. I just don't trust him in his first ever playoff game. I don't trust him either. He's definitely good for a turnover. Too. I think we're going to get two from Mitch. Fumble, interception each, maybe three. If if you want to look into, you know, that Seattle defense, week three against Dallas, uh, two interceptions. They had one forced fumble or fumble recovery, five sacks, only gave up thirteen points and a total of three hundred and three yards. Yeah, yeah, they got crushed running no on the rushing defense, but passing defense they only gave up 166 yards so is that something you consider i think so but no, i know i do agree you guys on the eagles too i don't think mitch is ready for you know playoff football no i don't think it's gonna i don't think he is i think the experience factor is gonna matter in this game man i think our defense they're gonna make some plays we're gonna give up some yards but i think when it comes down to it we'll buckle down and i think we're gonna force them into some turnovers yeah, yeah. that's the difference between in playoff football. Is yeah. Even if you get bounced out every single year in the first round, it's still experience that you know exactly what you're going to get. And that's where kind of having this, a veteran team is going to pay off. We've had the Bears number. and I mean, obviously they're, you know, much better this year than they've been in prior years. But in the last, you know, five years or so, kind of crushed them, I feel like, in almost every game we've played. Obviously, those were like Cutler teams, and you know that that doesn't really matter as much. But still, you know the fact that we've beaten them and beaten them there before too, it, it matters a little with the same group of players, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think experience. Uh, no, nah, I'm just talking about the Eagles game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do think experience still holds water in the playoffs. So, um, I mean, Mitch, we love you, but you're definitely turning the ball over twice this Sunday. Uh, we do love you, Mitch. You know, <laughs> you've, been a, you've been a famous guy on this pile all year. I don't love any bears. I hate the bears. <laughs> oh, I love that you're on board with the birds, though. <laughs> well, all right. We covered all positions. Let's move on to predictions for the playoffs. We'll do uh, who we think is going to win and scores. Um, more start out with uh, Indianapolis at Houston. I like the Colts, man. They went into there once earlier already this year. I think this is gonna. There's gonna be some points in this game, especially late. Um, I think this is gonna be a really good game, but I like the Colts to come out on top, thirty to twenty-seven. Yeah, I think the Colts win this. I think the experience factor is way too much. You know, young Deshaun Watson, who really his first you know, full season since he had the ACL injury. I don't know if he's ready to go up. At, you know what it means to be playoff football. Uh, I like the Colts 27-17. Well, it looks like a clean sweep for us, even though Houston's home this week. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the Colts. I like Andrew Luck. Uh, I think he's more experienced. He's just an overall better quarterback than Sean Watson as of now. Um, I think that can change a couple of years. But right now, it's Andrew Luck's division still. Um, I'm going with the Colts 28-23. Let's move on to Saturday night, Seattle at Dallas. Dom. 
I like Seattle. Uh, too inconsistent. The Cowboys, I feel like, especially on the defensive end, you know, Dak is what he is. You're going to get your points from, you know, Zeke. He'll get a lot of touches. But in the end, I think Seattle is just way too much for them. Uh, I think it's going to be – I don't think it will be crazy close. You know, I think Seattle wins by two scores. Uh, I'm going to go 31-17. Yeah, I like Seattle too. Um, I mean, like we talked about, Russell Wilson just with the experience factor. Um, I feel like he's traditionally played well and seemingly beats Dallas almost every time they've played. Um, then, yeah, I mean, Dallas, like we said, they were hot there for a few weeks. They had some impressive performances. I think they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit in recent weeks, especially on the defensive end. Um, I think Seattle's going to move the ball. I think Dallas is going to score points, too. I think there's going to be you know some more points in this game than people think, too, because Seattle's defense is really not quite as good on the road. Um, but I like the Seahawks to win it. Um, I'll go 26-21. That's crazy because I have the same, the same exact score, Morris. Same score? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a little bit of points. I mean, there's not it's not going to be like I don't think it's going to be like 16-14, 17-13, you know. It could, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, my original score was 23 to 19 because I'm like, there's going to be a weird score in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just has that kind of feel to it. So 26 21 was the next weirdest score I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I came up with. Yeah, all right. Clean sweep with clean Seattle. Sweep Seahawks. We will never pick the Cowboys on this podcast. <laughs> Although, if there was ever a scenario where we got to play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship, I would love that. So I'll just say that. All right. Well, let's move on to Sunday then. Or, I mean, we'll move to the 1 o'clock game. Charges at Ravens. Morris, who you got this week? I think Rivers avenges that loss from a couple weeks ago that was pretty ugly, honestly, watching that whole game. Ravens, the, you know, the score wasn't really a blowout, but they sort of dominated that game. And the Chargers haven't looked great in recent weeks, but I think, you know, when playoff football, when, it, when the calendar turns, Rivers usually shows out in January and plays really well, um, especially on the road. Uh, the Ravens obviously have been crazy hot to end the season. The only game they lost was that thriller in KC, which they almost won too. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I think the experience weighs out here. I can't see Lamar Jackson again just going against the young quarterback. I I don't see him winning the playoff game yet. I think Rivers, the you know, he outweighs it. It's going to be a close one. This actually, I don't think is going to have a lot of points. Um, I'm going to go Chargers twenty to seventeen. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. <laughs> oh, I, I geez, can't see that winning. I think they're just playing way too well. The defense is playing way too well. Uh, Chargers traveling, that's a big thing for me, is the Chargers traveling for an early yeah, That 1 o'clock is brutal for the West. Yeah. It's kind of brutal they did that to them. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, welcome to the ratings world of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I just – I think it's close. I think it's a really good game. I agree that I don't think there's much scoring. And I think the Ravens win because of the Chargers miscues and kicking. <laughs> you know, they've always had they've had a bad history so far, bad season last year, somewhat bad of a season this year. I mean, they almost lost to the Steelers because of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I think this comes down to a 21-20 game. 
Ravens, and I think, you know, a field goal or extra point or something in the kicking game is going to be the difference. You don't believe in the old Jersey boy Mike Badgley, Dom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like if you go there to kick, you know, you just suck. <laughs> My buddy met him. One time, didn't he go? Did he go to Miami? Yes, he did. Yeah, my buddy that went to Miami met him. He said he took a picture with him before he was even really like famous. And now, obviously, he kind of is. Yeah, well, I actually have some faith in him, and I think it's going to come down to him kicking a very important field goal in the f- late in the fourth quarter. I do too. And the oh, Hodges, no. Philip River. Philip Rivers and the Chadges are going to win 23-21. It's going to be a freaking dude. That is that's a that was another score I was actually thinking of too. We're right on page with the scores tonight, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. 20 to 17 though. I kind of was picturing a game-winning field goal of sorts too. Maybe okay. with like a little bit of time left, then Lamar gets one last chance, but they can't move the ball. It's got that kind of feel to me. Yeah, well, I don't think they'll be able to move the ball that great in the second half. So they're going to have 14 points, right? And then it's going to be Yeah field goals in the second half and that's what's going to win the game <laughs> this is this is my opinion on this game right just the fact that the three of us think that the kicking game is for the chargers is going to have impact whether win or lose on this game should say enough about the how bad or how good or however you want to do it uh the chargers kicking game is <laughs> yeah well it also comes down to I can't believe the Chargers are a wild card team. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just... 12 wins. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. tough. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> I think you should go with records. If you have a better record, you should be at home. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, let's move on to that final game of the wild card weekend. We'll start with Tom. Who you got? Morris, can you say it for me this week? Just Nick Foles, baby. It sing the sing, sing it. I want to dun, 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 fly, Eagles fly on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles fly, score a touchdown. One, two, one, two, three, hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> oh, shit. I had to go through the whole thing. I love it. I love it. I know who else loves it. You Nick do. In this I know you do. You've been loving it all year. The Eagles win 35-20. to oh, 20. Mitch does not play oh. well. Foles shows the city of Philadelphia again why he should be the starting quarterback next season. Let's go, Eagles. Oh, man. I don't know if we're scoring that many points, but I do think we're going to win the game. I think the Bears defense is too good to allow 30-plus at home to us. But I think we're going to eat this out, man. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be close throughout. I think we're going to be winning early. We might fall behind at one point. But I think Foles, when it matters, man, he makes the clutch plays. That's just – I mean, it's, it comes down to that. You know, we've seen Wentz, even dating back to his rookie season, you know, Carson has never been – obviously he hasn't played in playoff games and that and that sort of thing. But 
he has not really been that clutch of a quarterback and he's not been good, you know, trailing in fourth quarters and bringing his team back. And Foles has been. Foles, you know, pretty much leaves the field with, with the lead, it seems like, every game. Even his one playoff loss to New Orleans back in um in 2013 in the 27-2 and Chip Kelly year. He left the field with the lead in that game at home and our defense couldn't, you know, couldn't stop Drew Brees in the end. They kicked the field goal and won. But I think Foles, man... He just knows when to make this. The experience is going to matter in this game. I think our defense is going to force a couple turnovers, probably one early, probably one late. Um, but the Bears are going to make some big plays. I feel like to keep themselves in it. Um, but I think in the end we we're going to pull this one out. I think twenty. I'm going to go twenty three twenty birds. Well, like I said earlier on the podcast, I was going to have something surprising towards the end. Uh, turns out I don't, Morris, because we have the same exact predictions this week. Um, all wild card teams are going to win on uh, on this weekend. They are, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, that is that's right. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Fly, fly. All four road teams. Fly Eagles, fly. I think they they come out victorious, twenty four seventeen. And Nick Foles is going to have a big Nick day. So I'm excited for it. Big Nick energy all the way around here. Um, Big Dick Nick energy. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you did. All right. Gotta say it. <clears throat> well, I chanted it every game I go to, so, you know, I gotta say it. That and the, you know, have you, you guys have seen that we've totally just taken and mocked and ruined the Vikings skull chant. Oh, well, yeah. You see that we do the false thing to it every time uh. now. And we even briefly used it. We we used it on Markel Fultz a couple of times when he had a moment here or there with the Sixers. <laughs> but obviously that hasn't panned out. But the Foles one is the originator. That can still be used. Uh, so do we want to predict the national championship game? Since uh, oh yeah, we might as well. We won't be. We will be uh, back on. A few oh, days true. About the only really great best college football game of the year for sure. That's true. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Dom. Clemson. Nah, it's not happening this year. I think I think, I think Clemson is gonna beat Alabama. I don't uh, think Lawrence has seen a defense like this, but they're gonna score some points. But Clemson's defense isn't great. It's good. Their D line's great, but they, I think they can get thrown on. Well, you know, if, if this game's gonna have, if the Clemson's gonna win, it's gonna be high scoring. It's gonna be yeah, kind of classic college football bowl season game. Yeah. Uh, I think I just think Clemson's offense is one of you know I think they might be a little bit better in Alabama that Clemson offense, uh, and this Alabama kind of scares me every once in a while. Sometimes it feels like they just take you know quarters off, not even just plays quarters. Uh, you kind of saw it in the Oklahoma game, and you've seen it, and you saw it in the SEC championship game. So that kind of worries me. With you know if you're going to pick Alabama, and I think Clemson is just. I think it's their time, you know. Clemson wins this game. I so I, I hear what you're saying about Bama just kind of taking off quarters. Um, they sort of fall asleep and lull at times, which is sort of uncharacteristic of them. But this year they do it for some reason. Um, but I think they have too much talent. I just I think they're better than Clemson. I think Georgia is the one team that can play them. I mean, Clemson obviously has played them. You know, they beat them before, and they played them extremely tough another time. Um. But I think Deshaun Watson has shown he's special. I think Lawrence is really good too, but that was a complete Watson production in those games. 
Um, and he really, I mean, he dominated them twice. They they couldn't win him for beat him the first time because Bama scored. Uh, Bama even scored a ton the second time, but um, Watson in the end was able to do it. And I think you know Lawrence is really good, but I don't know. I'm not sure he's I'm not sure he's up to this task this kind of task yet. Kelly Bryant obviously was not last year, um, and Bama dominated that game in the third time they played. Um, so yeah, if Clemson beat him this time, it'd be two two, right? And they'd each have the, the national championships in those years. And if Bam won, they'd have won three or four. So I kinda I kinda like Bam, man. I think they got the edge. I think two is gonna they're gonna put up a lot of points. I think Clemson they'll they'll score, but I don't know if Lawrence is ready to score enough to, to quite beat them. I think Bam's good for forty plus in this game. I don't think Clemson's gonna get that. Oh, I I I don't know. I think Tua is kinda obviously came on the scene hot last year in a national championship. But even him, he he almost looks like he's kind of, I mean, clearly ankles have been bothering him. Even, you know, he even went out flat out and said it the other day after the Oklahoma game that he's not, you know, fully healthy with the ankle. But Yeah, he did flat out. He did come out and say it. That's but true. even, you know, he he looks flustered at times, especially when defenses are bringing it to him. Yeah. Even when they're up big, he just seems flustered. And I think Clemson's the one team that – you know, I'm, I've thought it kind of all year, too, that Clemson is going to be the one, if anything, if they ever make it and they play, that can do it. And I think they're going to do it. Yeah. Clemson, I think they're, I think they're going to win. It's going to be in the 30s teams. I'm not sure it's going to be, you know, I don't know what the score is going to be, but I think both teams will score at least 30 points. So uh, it's going to be fun one Monday night. That's awesome, right? Freaking two. You know. No, that is great. Three straight days. Three straight days of great it's football. Great football. Oh. Yeah, they definitely do it at a good time. It's uh, like, you know, right it's like, oh, the playoffs. Yep, playoffs. And it's like, oh, we still have another game, you know, oh, the yeah. next day before before a whole week off. It's, that's nice. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that concludes this podcast. Uh, well, the DraftKings part of it. I want to bring up um, – we got a couple things going on for jokermag.com. We started Underdog Nation, which will be a Facebook group where you can share your underdog stories with us. Um, share anyone you know that's an underdog story. We'd greatly appreciate that. Um, you can hit us up on jokermag.com, um, at, jokermag, at jokermaghq on Twitter. We would great, greatly appreciate uh, your input, guys. Um, also want to state that I'm putting out even though I despise the Cowboys, I'm putting out a Leighton Vander Esch article on JokerMag.com this weekend before their playoff game. So um, I look forward to sending that out to all of you guys. And uh, Dom, do you have any articles coming out soon? Yeah, we are doing, uh, since the NFL draft is coming up soon, a few months, We I'm going to be doing a piece by piece each week on some guys you should look forward to uh, looking to get drafted from college football. So. Definitely keep an eye out for all that stuff. First one should be out hopefully next week if I can get my act together and finish it. <laughs> uh, that's great stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, a little sneak peek. The first one involves a quarterback who took the nation by storm this year. Ooh, okay. Is it, uh, is it a kid from Miz, Drew Locke? It is not. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also believe uh, some um, O'Shea is writing a James White article that's that's coming out tomorrow evening or tomorrow morning rather. I forgot what day it is. Jumbled up from the holidays still. 
Um, but anyway, so just ch- check out Um This article is going to be posted Saturday morning, so you guys can check it out before the games. Set, up, set your lineups right before kickoff at 4.30 on Saturday. Um, good luck this weekend. And uh, Morris, why don't you uh, take this one out? The Eagles are going to win this, man. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Gotta love the background noise. Get it? No, then I know, uh, man. It's brutal. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I already All sang right. "Flag Was Fly." I'd love to do it again, but I don't think I don't know if the audience wants to hear it a second time. Save it for when they play the Saints. True. Yeah, I gotta stay every week. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.